The men of the world have always been proud to own the grandeur of a big expensive Cadillac, as well as the beauty of a precision-priced Rolex watch. In fact, we've found literally hundreds of ways to spread our wings and show our colors in the true expression of the emotions of the male animal. The Franklin Mint has captured that feeling forever in its all-new miniature phallic symbol series. Assembled by hand, each piece in the Franklin Mint miniature phallic symbol series is a masterpiece of male ego in a size that seems much more appropriate. We also slap on an unbelievably high price that you can impress your friends with. Each month, you'll receive one Franklin Mint miniature phallic symbol on approval, starting with the startling detail of the 138th inch scale model of the Cadillac Eldorado. Keep it for 10 days, and if you don't begin to feel like the man you always knew you were, then send it back and owe nothing. But we're sure that once you get this car in the grip of your hands, you'll feel the need to own all our intricately crafted phallic reproductions. The Rolex watch, the 44 Magnum, the MX Missile, the Washington Monument, the Eiffel Tower, the Pierre Cardin Cologne Bottle, the Mag Racing Wheel, the Fishing Rod, and many, many more. In fact, the history of the phallus is so extensive that we'll be able to send you one every month for life, and you'll still never own them all. So don't delay, send a day. And if you're a woman, then send in for the man in your life. You'll be surprised at the difference it'll make. Yes, the Franklin Mint is proud to finally pay homage to the images that man stands for with the Franklin Mint's miniature phallic symbol series. Probably the best damn collection of its kind in the whole damned world. Hello and welcome to the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. No less than 25 minutes of sketches, improv, songs, and whatnot from Duck Logic, a Chicago comedy group that had its own two hour radio show called The Cavalcade on WLUP AM 1000, a pretty big radio station at the time. Every Duck Logic Half Hour is chock full of bits pulled from the Loop archives, plus new stuff thrown in for good measure. So take a load off, put your earbuds in, and have a listen. You'll be glad you did because. Here they come, polishing punchlines, writing gags, and jotting down jokes. There they go, wacky, something, something, for you fine folks. Something about funny, blah, 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 hope we don't choke. There you are, listening to her theme song, ta, ta, lowbrow. You'll laugh and howl, duck logic starting right now. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm Edie, the breakfast fairy, with the daily diet calendar. Today's food is, mmm, Valium. Valium is a good thing, have some every single day. Valium is a good thing, makes your troubles go away. Valium is a good thing, have some, yes you can. So make a dose of Valium part of your breakfast plan. Good morning, Mr. Valium. Can you tell the boys and girls what you're made of? I'll try, Edie. I'm made of a complicated web of DNA strained through lithium. I'm perfect for watching soap operas all afternoon, cleaning the kitchen stove, or reading Irma Bombeck. I can zap your energy faster than a PTA meeting. Watch me. Doctors prescribe me all the time. I'm easy to swallow, and I'm safer than suicide. Thank you, Mr. Valium. And remember, boys and girls, you are what you eat. And now, as a public service, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Word of the Day. Today's word is... Hoodwink. 
This has been the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Word of the Day. When I hear the word civil rights, I push the safety off my cold. In this world, talk is cheap, bullets expensive, so men who let guns do the talking for them are picking up the tab for everybody else. That's plain fact. I'm your host, Ira Novos, and this is another edition of Vigilantes Afield. We got a great show for you today, folks, as we start off in the bleacher sections of Wrigley Field and wind up in the wilds of the Los Angeles freeway system. Let's start off with a bang and fun in the sun in the left field bleachers of the Cubs' home park, where I spent an afternoon shooting off more than my mouth with a couple of die-hard Cub fans, Sudden Sammy Taves and his significant other, Rita. Beautiful day for a ball game, Sammy. What are you packing? Today, I'm packing a Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum handgun. Got the 12-inch ribbed barrel, six shot. The nickel plate finish weighs about 43 ounces. That's loaded, of course. And Rita here, uh, well, what'd you bring, hon? Uh, my 70S Beretta pistol. It's steel alloy, hand-checkered grip, blue finish, eight rounds of 22 auto, and it weighs a pound and a half loaded. Would anyone like an apple? Not me, Rita. How long you and Sammy been taking vigilante action at the Wrigley Field? Well, like everybody here in the bleachers, Sam and I have always been into harassment. <laughs> you know, throwing change, radio batteries, marbles, booing at Bobby Mercer, that kind of thing. Daryl Strawberry has got a scar on his forehead from me. What a throw that was, Ira. She's quite a gal. Hush, Sam. Anyway, Ira, like everybody else, uh, we didn't accept our full responsibility as fans. That's right. When Bill Robinson of the Pirates used to come in here, he'd just kill the Cubbies with his bat. Man. Murder. Pure and simple. The Cubbies, their hands were tied. They had to play it by the rules, right? It was up to us, the fans. It's just so obvious, really. Yeah, so the bleacher guns were born. Nobody kills the Cubs anymore. And no Cubby stays in a batting slump for long when he sees that gunmetal twinkling from the bleachers. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, the sword of justice swings both ways. You know, that's only fair. Reitz, look, Leon Durham is up. Men on base? How load up. Yeah, I'm with two Americans who have had enough. And they're not going to take it anymore. They're more than fans. They're judge, jury, and contract renegotiators. Little Cars has big deals at small prices for little people who don't need big cars. Hello, I'm Dan Small, and if you're a person whose growth was done in the sixth grade, you're the kind of customer Little Cars is looking for. We sell matchboxes. We give away those tiny clown cars you see at the circus. And we miniaturize any normal-sized car on the market at no extra cost. So if you're a teensy-weensy person who's sick of not being able to look over the dashboard, put your lifts away and take a giant step forward. Be a small car owner with a car from Little Cars. No deal's too small to price too low at Little Cars. Hey guys, are you tired of your palm hair giving away the fact that you're a masturbator? Well, worry no more. Fusco's got you covered. Introducing new Pombaldi gel. Just rub it into your hairy palm and let it sit for 30 seconds. Then rinse it and watch your palm hair woes go down the drain. You'll never worry about masturbating too much again. You'll shake hands with pride instead of embarrassment. When someone yells high five, you won't have to pretend they're talking to somebody else. Don't wait until your hand looks like Cousin It to grab a tube. Get yours today. Use only as directed. Do not try to remove hair anywhere else than the palm with this product or leave on for more than 30 seconds as severe skin burning may occur at the application site. 
So if you're the kind of guy who likes to take matters into your own hands, grab hold of Fuzzco's new Pombaldi gel. And when your name's called, you can raise your hand high and be counted. New Pombaldi gel, a masturbator's best friend, or second best anyway. That's Fuzzco. It's a hot one in Chicago. The sun is beaten down like a hammer on an anvil. It's lunchtime, and the Daily Plaza is swarming with yuppies, buppies, and dinks. People rushing to power lunches, illicit rendezvous, and health clubs. Keeping a wary eye on the scene, sitting on the concrete steps, brown bagging it, is Julie Moulter, commercial artist and loop vigilante. This is Ira Novos, and this is Vigilantes Afield. Julie Moulter looks like one of your typical lunchtimers here at the Daily Plaza, smart, light blue suit, off-white leather handbag, and a 75-pound test fiberglass hunting bow with carbon steel-tipped arrows. Julie is a specialist. Well, basically, Ira, I'm after lawyers. <laughs> Traffic or divorce lawyers specifically, but sometimes I'll track down a corporate for variety. How's the uh, hunting in the loop, Julie? Oh, it's wonderful. Basically, you look for someone with lots of jewelry, expensive shoes, and bad suits. Or just good suits that fit badly. <laughs> also, anything with a beeper is pretty fair game. Basically, you're never going to run out of the breed, you know. BMWs actually produce lawyers, birth them right there out in the street. <laughs> it's a hand-in-hand kind of thing. And uh, you always use a bow. Oh, sure. Once I used to hunt gynecologists with South American blowguns, but Curari is such a bitch to find, you know. <laughs> and using a bow requires just so much skill, and it's so natural. just makes me feel so much in tune with my basic self. <laughs> that whole holistic thing. <laughs> Oops. There's my meat. Gotta go, Ira. Will you watch my lunch? Back in a sec. Julie Malter, doing something we all would be doing if we faced our responsibilities. I was thinking, Jim, if you wanted to play dead or not dead. Yeah. Remember you were talking about celebrity deaths and people who you think, well, no, I'm sure he's dead. Another exciting episode of Dead or Not Dead. I went through and picked out some celebrities. Oh, you know what got me started? Woody Woodbury. Yes. What do you think, dead or not dead? I think he's dead. Dead. He's a, a comedian from the 60s. Apparently, he had a talk show. Oh, yeah. Hey, he was in some of the beach movies, or at least one. That makes sense. He's alive, 99 years old. Oh, no. Hokey smokes. Is he in Vegas? Is he performing? <laughs> I don't know. He looks, he's a little withered, but he kind of doesn't look that bad. Uh, let's see. How about, we know Gordon Lightfoot. I just died. Died. He just yeah. died. Yeah. And Margaret, dead or not dead? She's still alive. She's alive. Yep, 82. And kicking. She's not well. <laughs> She's 82 years old. She, she does look a little worse for wear. June Lockhart. I think she died. I don't know. June Lockhart, mother of Lassie, mother of the Robinsons and Lost in Space. I died. Alive. I'm saying alive. <gasps> 97 years old. She's alive. She should be dead. <sighs> I'm one up on Jim. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Dead, unfortunately. Dead, unfortunately. They went first, so I just followed. No, I got him alive here at 93. Should I look him up? Would you look him up? Because I was pretty sure. I did look him up, but I'll look him up again for you. I think I remember his wife just passed, Ginny. His wife came up with the idea, the end of the Bob Newhart show. A dream? was the end. She came up with that idea that it was all a dream. At the end of the end, that was very funny. Well, this is Wikipedia. Is that good enough, or do I need to look somewhere else? What's it say? It says, uh, yeah, he's still alive. Wow. Holy crap. Sandra Day O'Connor. Do you know who that is, right? Yeah, the Supreme she's dead. Court. Anybody? 
Anybody? I got to go with Jim. I don't know who that is. I'm saying she's dead. Supreme Court Justice. She's still alive. 93. Uh, Bob Saget? He died of some mysterious... Did they ever find out why he died? What happened? He fell in the hotel room or something? They don't seem to want to say. He fell, but I, I think that's what the official word is, that he was alone and fell, hurt his head or something like that. Sophia Loren. I think she's dead because they don't mention her anymore. That's all it takes, right? If you stop mentioning me. Uh, I got to go with him on that one. I think I think dead. She's uh, 88. <gasps> still alive. She's not even that <gasps> old. Frightening. No, I, I know that. That amazed me when I found that out. Chubby Checker. He's, he was at the Arcada. They had him on Channel 9 News with the most incredible wig. You say, oh my God, what is that on top of his head? Arcada? You mean like a mall here in Chicago? No, in St. Charles at Arcada Theater. Oh, okay. Doing the twist. Well, what else would he be doing, Jim? What? He's got the twist, the peppermint twist. Let's twist again. Everybody's twisting. Come on. You'd have to see that wig he's got on. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, he is 81. He's got a black... <laughs> <laughs> it's and I, I can't imagine he can twist too much right at this point. His hip, hips don't, you know, do a lot of twists. And I keep, you don't, you don't have to move too much to twist. Huh? Uh, did I ask about Barbara Eden? No, she's still alive. She's still alive. Yep, ninety-one. Uh, I think we know about Gallagher. Just died recently. A genius. Um, Dick Van Dyke. He's still alive. Was it? They're putting them in something. There's something is going on. Uh, formaldehyde. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah, he looks, he, he's 97, and he looks every inch of that. I know, and he was in a car crash at Beverly Hills. He crashed his car. Whoa, okay. Yeah, a couple months ago. Hmm, did not know that. <laughs> Pope Benedict, the, what is this, 16th. I always get him confused with the 17th. Let me think. <laughs> All popes never die, they just fade away. Mr. Catholic, Pope Benedict. I think. They named him after the breakfast. Yeah, I'm trying to think, uh. The guy replaced, uh, I think he's still alive. Mm. According to this, December 31st, 2022, he passed. You know, the Catholics lie about stuff like that, Walter. Well, yeah, you know what? He could be on some island somewhere. You're right. No, no. He's like a vegetable in a room in the Vatican somewhere. <laughs> Bert Bacharach. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he nice. just died. Jerry Lee Lewis. He's dead, too. Bob Barker. He should be dead. No, uh, I love this segment. He's not dead. No, I don't think he's dead. <laughs> Bob Barker's still alive. No, but he's 99 years old. He's not doing much barking, but he's still around. No. Come on down. Come on down. Clean my bedpan. Willie Mays. He's dead. The say, hey, kid. He's dead. The say, hey. nope, he's 92. Oh, no. They don't even bring him out anymore for events. Oh, yeah. Say, hey. Uh, t Tony Bennett. He, I haven't um, seen a tribute to him, so I think he's still alive. Oh, no. I, <laughs> is that how we gauge these things? Yeah. I think he is dead. Didn't he just die recently? He was singing with Lady Gaga. That's recent. That recording he just he did with her? They're putting out old stuff they did together, and they usually don't do that until after the person has passed. Well, we can't put a new album out. I got him as alive. Okay. He scats a lot, I think. In his pants? Who? Oh. Uh, 96. He's 96. I think it's Alzheimer's for him, but he's starting to get Still it. painting. He's got quite a young wife. Yeah. Second or third wife. Who leaves him around. I guess he comes and goes, and I guess he's really good at remembering certain things like the lyrics to his songs. Almost everyone who has had big issues like that may not remember who's in the room with them, but once the music starts up, the whole song usually yeah. comes back. Glenn Campbell was really good at 
singing a song, but he couldn't really talk very well with the people in between him at the end. That's like music is the last thing to go. Music is uh, is good for Alzheimer's or something in terms of memory. Whoa, two more. John Aston, dead or not dead? He is dead. He has passed. John Aston, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Adams. Patty Duke's ex-husband. Ah, there you go. Jim? I think yeah, I think he still may be alive. He's 93. Ah, Dave, I win. Whoa. Go home. You win. You, yep, <laughs> yep, you beat me by two. <laughs> yeah. Last one, Mel Brooks. He doesn't know he's dead. <laughs> and what am I? Dead? No, I'm a Nazi. His career is dead. 96. Uh, yeah, he's 96. No, he's doing History of the World Part Two. Yeah. As like a Netflix series, and Mel Brooks is involved in it. Oh, my. But it's, it's a series. It's not another movie. No, it's not a movie. It's like a six or eight, a half hour. It's like Kids in the Hall. It makes sense why you'd be able to sell the idea. Certainly the first movie was called Volume 1, so there's a reason to keep going with it anyway. And the history of the world kept having history since that movie, so I guess you yeah. got lots of things to make fun and of. And there's no shortage of Jew jokes out there. <laughs> we went so many times to see uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein at the theater. There's very few movies you go to the theater again and again to see before that. You know, I got to see it again before it leaves the theater. Boy, but, but when when the History of the World Part One, and I was a really big fan. Anything Mel Brooks does, I'm going to be there for it. And uh, wow, just Spaceballs and History of the World, just like okay, I'm done. I don't I don't need any more of this. <laughs> He's, he shot his wad in the first few films, and baseball wasn't something he he didn't love. The whole genre, so you gotta love it a little bit before you can make fun of it. I think you're right. He just he had no idea what Star Wars was about, and it shows. Yeah, it was kind of a Mad Magazine thing. Dark Helmet and Pizza the Hut. Oh. From what I understand, though, it's come back. It's a, it's more of a cult classic among the the youngsters, the mm. like twenties and thirty somethings. That's why we hate them. <laughs> Another exciting episode of Dead or Not Dead with Chuck Logic. <laughs> I know you people are peeing in your pants at home waiting for the next one. Oh 
Ooh, touch my penis just for kicks, yeah. I've been doing it since 1966, yeah. It should be over now, but I feel it still. My penis just for kicks, yeah Seems I'm always gonna need another fix, yeah Should be over now, but I feel it still And I can't let it out of my hand No, I can't let it out of my hand In air on sea or on I can't let it out of my hand Enough! Wow! That really ruined all those songs for me. And shot the entire lunch out too. Hey Larry, will you bring in the next patient? I'm coming in with him now. Just sit down here, Mr. Gherkin. Thanks, Larry. No problem. All right, Mr. Gherkin, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> that accent. Where are you from, anyway? I'm from Illinois, Illinois. Born and raised. The first year of psychiatric college was spent on learning the accents that would command authority. You like, yes? Well, no, no. It's actually it's kind of off-putting, truly. Uh, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I would have veered off into some sort of Spanish-Swedish mix eventually anyway. Never got the hang of it. Just never got more than a C-plus in accents. Anyway, let's move this sketch along, shall we? Why exactly are you here? Well, it's kind of embarrassing, Doc. Well, I assure you, I've heard it all. Go on. Um... Well, it's about my, um, well, my sexual stamina. Oh, you need some pink or blue pills? Because I can get them for you. Oh, <laughs> and plenty, too. You'll rise to the occasion. It's a no-name brand, but, you know, I don't get kickbacks or anything, I swear. No, no, Doc, no, nothing like that. No, no, I'm, uh, oh, crap. I can't stop masturbating. There, I said it. <laughs> what, is that it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't masturbate wearing a hand puppet, do you? Oh, God, no! Phew. Well, okay, then. Is that it? Is that it? That's a big deal! I, I was brought up to think that, well, it's not a very religious thing to, you know, be doing all the time. What's the problem here, really? I mean, God gave it to you, right? So it's yours to do what you see fit with. I mean, besides, you live here in America, where you can yank your doodle and it's dandy. They wrote a song about it. You're making light of this, Doc, but I'm serious. It's beginning to get in the way. Interrupting work meetings, dinner with the family, any sort of public gathering. Lately, if I'm awake, I'm sporting wood, and I can't keep my hands off myself. I'm going to put it to you straight. You either use it or you lose it. I'm masturbating right now. What? Oh, so that's why Larry put the blindfold on me. Oh, no. No, we're redecorating the office, and it looks like hell in here. Larry's kind of sensitive about it, so he hands out the blindfolds. Anyway, he's probably out in the reception desk masturbating, too. He likes to pop one off after lunch if he can fit it in, you know? Pop one off? I'm not sure I'm that comfortable getting that comfortable with all this. Well, maybe it's time you did. I say whip it out now and give it a go. What? Right here in front of you? Well, remember, I'm doing it too, and with the blindfold on, you won't see me seeing you. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Oh, come on, everybody does it. Why should it be full of shame? 
God wouldn't have put it at arm's length if you weren't supposed to grab it. Besides, this is one of the few pleasures in life that isn't taxed and regulated. Look, I came here to try to stop all the masturbating. Oh, did you? Did you really? Your name's Gherkin. You were bound to end up jerking eventually. Oh, eventually, sure, but continuously? Constantly? Come on. Why does this bother you so much? Are you not enjoying yourself? Oh, well, yeah, I'm enjoying myself, but I mean, in the end, something about it all just, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Maybe you're holding it wrong. But don't. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> now, look, look, come on. You, you seem to be stressing yourself out over something that I'm pretty sure should be relaxing. And at some point in your life, you must have heard the term go with the flow, right? Yeah. Well, you're not. So you're telling me to just let it happen. Roll with it. Roll with it, dance with it, yank on it, squeeze it tight, morning, noon, night, all three. Your penis, your call. That doesn't sound like a very publicly acceptable stance to be taking. Look, unless you're planning on wanking down Main Street, I think we can leave the public out of this one. Oh, this isn't at all what I expected to hear when I came in. Larry, would you please come in here and tell Mr. Gherkin what he expected to hear when he came in? Already on my way. Well, Mr. Gherkin, I think it's time we worked on that happy ending. What's... What's this? My, my blindfold is dissolving? Wait, Larry's a woman? And her clothes are dissolving, too? Oh, my God. That's my dream woman's body. That... Oh, damn it. I am dreaming it. God, it's that dream. Why don't I ever recognize it after having it so many times? Yep, she's growing the Bigfoot hair everywhere now. Oh, quick, I gotta pinch myself. Oh, ow! Just then, Mr. Gherkin woke up. What? Ah! Oh... oh. Why is everyone me in that stupid dream? Oh, crap, it was a wet one. Just once I'd like to be awake when this happens. Don't turn on the lights, cause I don't want to see. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. She said that ain't no way to have fun, no, uh-uh. What can sit on a kitchen table or countertop operates on rechargeable batteries or household current and can be cleaned in a dishwasher or washed by hand in the kitchen sink? The Gormatic. What is constructed of Swiss steel, hammered copper, space-age high-impact plastic, and heat-resistant glass? The Gormatic. What weighs under 10 pounds, has lights that wink, an electric motor that hums, cost more than $200, and will impress the heck out of any of your friends that see it? The Gourmatic. The Gourmatic, a state-of-the-art kitchen tool for the serious gourmet in any family. If it actually did anything, we'd just have to charge more for it. The Gourmatic. The new state-of-the-art kitchen appliance that just looks good. The Los Angeles freeway system is a snake pit with over 600 twisting miles of unforgiving concrete. Quick decisions, hair-breath escapes are a way of life. You don't only lose your way, you can lose your mind in the teeming traffic that spews out of the city of the angels. Right or wrong, left or right, slow down or speed up, AM or FM, new Coke or classic Coke. The choices come high and fast, and if you ain't the solution, then you're part of the problem. Hi, I'm Ira Novos, and this is Vigilantes of Field. I'm with two of the problem solvers on the highways of life, the brothers Grimm, Bob, and Charlie. 
on your left, Charlie Babes. Porch with his left turn signal on, and he's in the far left lane already. I Damn see it. Him. I see him. Got him. Quick Woo. work, boys. Oh, yeah. Nothing to it. Uh, he made a mistake. Paid for it. Why drag it out? Amen, Bob. You, you boys get a lot of action on the freeway? Sweet Jesus. Yes. It could be a 24 hour job, but we got to sleep like everybody else. That's right. <laughs> Charlie Baby, honey pie. Look at there. Oh. Micro van. He's going way too slow. Give him the news, Charlie Babes. He's got the final edition. So uh, what do you two boys do when you're not on the road? Well, I teach romantic English literature at UCLA, and my brother Charlie here was a writer on the Bob Newhart Show. Come on, Charlie Babes, say it. Come on, say that line. Hi, Bob. Emily. Oh, sure, I remember <laughs> that one. Yeah, Didn't good. you write the other... Hands up! There's a big one. Oh, that, that the school bus? Sure thing. Damn things are always starting and stopping, letting kids out. They're a damn menace. Any which way you look at it. Hey, should we let Ira shoot this time? Fine by me, Charlie, baby. Remember, Ira, warning shots are just needless cruelty. Yeah, quick and clean, that's the way to do it. <laughs> it's stopping again. Well, there you have it. The Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 93. It featured David Donlosky, Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. The uh, Masturbation Opus by Dave, with a special musical thanks to Bruce Ferris. Check out our Facebook page, why don't you? And our website is ducklogiccomedy.com. Portions of this podcast were previously broadcast old school over the airwaves on the radio under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. Thanks for listening. See ya. <laughs>